0: Yeah, this is our podcast about dinosaurs talking about dinosaurs.
1: Ooh. Ouch, that hurt.
0: That hurt. Hi everyone, I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. I'm Patrick,
2: and I'm Grandpa.
0: And welcome to the 1994 Academy Awards. This is our podcast. If I ran the Oscars, where we take a look at one film from each year the Oscars were on TV. We look at what it won for, as well as three other categories chosen at random. So we pay attention to all of the filmmaking, and this time we get my example movie. This is the movie that I used as an example to pitch to my parents the concept of this podcast and why it was a good idea. (laughs) I didn't remember that. Because I first thought about watching Best Pictures Only, and I thought, no, anyone can watch Best Pictures Only. And then I thought, let's just look at one category because... I would very much enjoy a podcast where we only watch special effects movies, Mm -hmm. but not everyone would. And so I came up with the idea of choosing a movie at random because even if a movie isn't the best movie of the year, it still did something the best. And my example was Jurassic Park is not a good movie. If you're looking for best picture, it will not be Jurassic Park. However, Jurassic Park has really good looking dinosaurs. Mm Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we are watching Jurassic Park because it had really good sounding dinosaurs.
1: Oh, that's what it won for? Well, it (laughs) won
0: for visual effects too, but it also won for sound design. Sound, sound effects, editing, and visual effects. Yep. Okay. Because, in fact, these are good sounding dinosaurs. Our Academy Award facts for the year are the first and only time uh, two people got nominated for both lead and supporting actor in the same year.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: it would be Holly Hunter and Emma Thompson, both got lead and supporting actor nominations. And the uh, seventh youngest nominee for best supporting actor happened this year, 19-year-old Leonardo DiCaprio. It'd huh. be a while before he actually takes it home. Huh. I had forgotten that. Yep. Uh, the big big movie this year was Schindler's List, which if you have somehow paid attention to us long enough to have remembered the previous podcast. We've already seen that one.
2: Schindler.
0: Yep, yeah. it's very long, and so it was slightly appreciated that we did not watch a long one this time.
3: I We have watched Schindler's List before. We have, yes, for the podcast.
0: Yeah. I... Who here wants to tell me about Michael Crichton?
1: Don't pick me, because I haven't read
2: him.
0: <laughs> Grandpa might know something about Michael Crichton. <laughs> I have read
2: a lot of Crichton.
0: From... <laughs>
3: Name me some books that he wrote. Oh my. Well, number Jurassic one. Park and The Lost World. Are I mean, that's, that's cheating. One. <laughs> number
2: one, number one, of course.
1: Need to write all the. Pr-
3: no. no, nope. What are you trying to think of? I'm
2: Trying to think of the what's our nearest galaxy? The Andromeda, Andromeda strain. strain. Andromeda.
0: He, he wrote the Andromeda strain. That was 1969.
2: Yeah, he yep. it and I don't think any of this, any of it, ever surpassed that one. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, the mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. is
0: this list: uh, twenty-six novels that yeah. he wrote. Uh, that was I that's I the, the first one. on The list. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The last one on this list is Next, which was 2006. However, he also was involved with film aside from Jurassic Park, as he wrote and directed the original Westworld, which has recently been remade. It was the first film to utilize 2D computer-generated imagery. The original Westworld. The original Westworld in in 1973. Yeah. He also uh, worked on a couple other movies, and somehow also created ER.
1: Oh, the TV show? The TV wow. show,
0: which I think is the most un-Michael Crichton TV show I can think of.
2: Huh. Well, it was a sad day when I heard of his death.
0: Mm-hmm. 2008.
2: Because I knew there'd be no more.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I... Uh, oh, I'm going to use my... Apparently our wife. fi hey, turned off. Interesting. Hmm. My phone just told me to connect to the rest of the internet. So, this film... I want you to guess how this ranked as far as gross for the year. Like, where in the top ten most profitable movies this one landed.
1: Was there a Disney movie this year? It was
3: right up there. There, uh, This was the year off. This was the year off of Disney Disney movies. I would guess that Schindler's List did pretty
0: well. It did do pretty well. Yeah, but
1: this Schindler's List, you wouldn't have taken your kids to go see it. Mm -mm. Even though this was a little scary, I would not have taken you guys to go see this. No. Because you were too yeah, little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think people with, you know, uh, in the 8 to 12 year old range and teenagers would have gone to go mm-hmm. see this. So therefore, mm-hmm. I think it, it must have been up there at number one. or two.
0: On a budget of $63 million, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. $913 million, mm-hmm. Pretty well. Yeah. Number one movie of the year. Number one, one movie of all time oh. until Titanic. Oh,
3: okay.
0: This was the most profitable oh. movie until yeah. Titanic came out. Also, after it got re-released in 3D in 2013 oh, on hell. DVD, thus allowing it to add to its numbers, it became the 17th film to surpass $1 billion in ticket sales because it was in 3D in theaters. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I do not want to imagine that movie in 3D.
1: Yeah. Ick.
0: <laughs> so how did this movie happen? Well, you, as we know, Michael Crichton... People know him. He wrote the novel. Yeah.
1: And the screenplay.
0: He did a, he, he worked on the screenplay. Steven Spielberg learned about it before it was published in 1989 while discussing what would eventually become ER. Huh. The book was published in 1990. Crichton, before publishing, was entertaining enough offers that he had a price. One and a half million for film rights. And plus percentage of gross. Hmm. And uh-huh. he was in... Uh, talks with Warner Brothers for Tim Burton, Columbia Pictures for Richard Donner, and 20th Century Fox for Joe Dante, and Universal with Spielberg got it. So that's a bit of a thing. I
1: mean, he must have really felt that he was onto something that was going to be novel and
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I imagine Spielberg probably, you know, telling him to pursue it probably had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Also interesting to note that Schindler's List was not something that. Universal wanted to do because it's very film. it was a very different film. That one is definitely mm. a pet project, mm. and Spielberg was only allowed to make Schindler's List on the condition that he made Jurassic Park first. Is that was mm. doing? Uh, no, that was Universal Pictures, the parent mm. company, mm. and
1: well, because they knew that Jurassic Park was going to be a...
0: a ridiculous. Well, end.
1: and also a merchandising and everything else that goes along with it, yeah. it was going to yeah. be huge.
0: Uh, Crichton was paid 500,000 for the adapting of his book mm-hmm. on top of what else was already paid to him mm-hmm. and then they eventually add, had mm-hmm. someone else come in for another pass Sure. here. Yeah. Two scenes uh, from the book that they he really wanted to have in event eventually were added into sequels. Okay. Uh, I believe the opening is the opening scene for number two where there's a kid, there's a family having a picnic, and the kid gets lost, and she gets demolished by teeny tiny dinosaurs. Mm. And because that was going to be the opening scene for this movie.
1: You can't leave it I that. thought that,
0: yeah, you know yeah. what? and You're right. That was in the book, the Jurassic Park book. Yep. And it ended up being the opening mm. for, I think, the second one, maybe the mm-hmm. third one. But it's definitely the second or third one. And then there's another one where the T-Rex is chasing them by a river and then gets tranked, and they run away. And that one ended up in the second movie. Mm. Casting-wise, this is a pretty stacked cast. Again, it's Spielberg. You, he can do what he wants.
1: Well, right, because he was he was a very successful director by yeah. this time.
0: So first up is Sam Neill, Dr. Grant, in our film. And we uh, just
1: watched him last night in the piano.
0: Yep, <laughs> they, they got around to watching other movies that got Academy Awards for fun, and he was in that mm-hmm. one too. He is a uh, DCNZMOB,
1: right? name dropper He is
0: a well. He's a, uh, a companion of the New Zealand New Zealand Order of Merit. Not actually like full on the team. Just kind of pretty good.
1: <laughs> that sounds Probably terrible.
2: Not bad, huh? Yeah, uh,
0: uh, yeah. His really
1: first awesome.
0: major film was Sleeping Dogs in 1977. Of course, he was in the Piano Omen Three: The Final Conflict.
1: Mom says no
0: Yeah, uh, He was also in Jurassic Park 3 And the upcoming Jurassic Park, what are we on? 6 now? Oh, okay. 5 or 6? No Jurassic idea. World Dominion <laughs> Coming oh. out next year
1: Oh, that just sounds terrible mm-hmm.
0: uh, And uh, apparently An episode of Rick and Morty For things that the kids care about Next, Laura Dern uh, so Those of you who are older Might know about Bruce Dern Mm -hmm. her dad, dad. Mm -hmm. and Diane Ladd, her mom, both actors. Uh, She has an Academy Award. Uh, I don't believe it was for this one.
1: No, not for this. No, (laughs) No, I think it's... uh... But when
0: she made this film, she didn't have her Academy Award yet. Let's see. She is in Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart. Uh, You got a nomination for Rambling Rose. This one, of course, put her on the map. This one really puts you on the map when you're in a...
1: When the, you're in this kind of a when you're in this game. kind
0: of movie, people yeah. will pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, nerds would nerds would recognize her as being in Star Wars: The Last Jedi, where she plays the general with the pink hair. Oh. And pe- everyone on the internet disliked her for being kind of a bitch. <laughs>
2: oh, the internet
1: huh.
0: people! Uh, but she was also in Little Women in 2019. She's in Little Women. I she heard
2: just today that there yeah. were seven or eight. Little Women, Little Women movies, movies? and movies,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's a very recent adaptation. Her, her
0: Academy Award was in 2019 oh. for a movie called Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, aka a guy in Star Wars and a guy in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Next on our list, the Right Honorable Sir Richard Attenborough, who oh. we've talked about before mm-hmm. because he was doing Gandhi. So we don't have to talk about him too much. I don't think he's acquired more titles since we last talked about him. Life? Peerage? Oh, because he's a member of the House of Lords. Or are was there, for, wow, there,
2: 12 years. Are there any more titles? For, let's see.
0: Uh, right, Honorable, Knight, CBE, FRSA. I mean, he's no, a lord. I asking. I was just, <laughs> I,
2: oh, I, just Oh, you just... No, no, no. There no. are any more.
0: Oh, uh, probably, you'd probably figure it out somehow. Sergeant in the Air Force during World War II. I don't know if we mentioned that last time. Sergeant, huh? Yeah, made it to sergeant. What,
2: what
0: I your... uh, I don't know, but he was in the Royal Air Force Film Production Unit, so probably uh, filming. Okay,
2: okay. <laughs> so he wasn't bombing
0: I don't think he was bombing things, things no. Uh, however, someone we haven't talked about is Samuel Leroy Jackson. I've never heard of him. Samuel hey, L. Something? Jackson. Hmm.
2: He,
0: he was the. He Cleveland? What? <laughs> yeah, no, he was no. the uh, long suffering computer nerd who actually gave a shit. Uh, and was perpetually smoking the end of a cigarette somehow, right? Yeah. right. Which I uh, seem to remember was written in the book. Yeah, right. that he was smoked like a stack. <laughs> now, you remember oh, a few podcasts ago when I talked about the guy who was the fourth highest grossing actor of all time, just on the yeah, back of being in a was lot of right things. Right up there, Samuel L. Jackson is the first grossing actor of all time. You're kidding me? If you disclu- mm-hmm, if you disclude cameo appearances. Which, I, which is slightly cheating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His films are up to $27 billion. Wow. Uh, his start was in... His rise to fame was started in 1988 with Coming to America.
1: He was in Coming to America?
0: Probably not a big part. I've never seen it. But no. then he was in Goodfellas.
1: kind of a... It's yeah. a farcical.
0: But he was in Goodfellas, Menace to Society, True Romance, Fresh... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six Spike Lee movies. One, two, three, four Quentin Tarantino movies. I've
2: never seen any of these.
0: Eleven on. Marvel movies and also oh, Marvel in also appearing in the TV shows. huh I mm-hmm. uh, he's, Froz- he's Frozone He's in the Incredibles. He's oh, Mace yeah. Windu in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I
1: forgot about the fact that he's done those franchise films
0: Yeah, um, he's the voice uh, No, no, that's, we're going to get to Wayne Knight Who's also in uh, Disney movies We'll get to him in a second But yeah, no, he just does stuff And he at this point, he's got the distinctive enough voice mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's cultivated enough of a personality online Without having to do what other people do Which is interact a lot online He doesn't have okay. to do that He's just allowed himself to be... Stereotyped, basically mm-hmm. And lean into it right. In the way that I think People like I the, Like early Star Trek Actors Didn't want to do They didn't want to be le- They didn't want to be Stereotyped into Only doing that And he's been Totally okay with it Like, you know Stakes on a plane He didn't have to do That movie Right But that movie Put him on the Internet map Sure Because it was stupid
1: because that's a ridiculous film.
0: It was a. It's uh, Grandpa. You probably haven't heard of this one. It's I called snakes. Of of it's called snakes on a plane. And in this film, there is a plane. No,
1: wait, it's snakes. Snakes.
0: Snakes on a, plane. on a plane. And in this film, there is an airplane, and there are snakes on it. That's about <laughs> the extent of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why it took off is there's a, a single line by Samuel Jackson. Where he says, "I have had it." With these mother effing snakes On this mother effing plane And that's and it
2: <laughs> and I I'm out the mother effing door Yeah mm. basically he's like that's,
0: that's all you need <laughs> Boom you've got a hit uh, And the
1: kids loved it
2: Yeah
0: no they, we thought it was great uh, Next on our list is Wayne Knight mm. Known to The general populace as Newman on Seinfeld Known specifically mm. to this household As Officer Don Orville On Third Rock from the Sun
1: Because Mm. I love that show.
0: Yeah. He's done a few things around, but he was the first person cast in this film. Oh, wow. Because they watched Basic Instinct. Spielberg watched Basic Instinct, watched the credits for his name and wrote it down. He liked what he did in that movie so much for this, like, Mm. to see him as this character. Mm. Just wrote it down like, boom, I want this guy. Uh, and when
1: he... Spielberg calls you you, oh, yeah. you you don't say wait a minute I'll check my calendar Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> But of course he's done Lots of other things uh, If you're looking for kids things He was in Space Jam
3: Yeah,
0: And he's the voice of Al Of Al's Toy Barn For Toy Story 2 uh, As well as I, uh, If you watch the TV show About Buzz Lightyear He's the evil Emperor Zurg
3: <laughs>
0: Next on our list Bradley Daryl Wong, or B.D. Wong. He was the Dr. Wu scientist man. He's done a fair amount of things as well. Uh, His start was... uh, He did a lot on Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Uh, He was on Oz, the TV show. He was in all the Jurassic Park movies. He's in the new TV show Gotham, which is about Batman. Batman. Batman, but before, it's Batman. It's when he's a kid. And it's everyone else learning how to be bad guys so that Batman can grow up and kick their butts. But he also was the voice of Captain Li Shang in Mulan. So, more Disney movies. There you go. And the last person I had on my list was Richard Keeley, which mom picked out.
1: Is it Keeley or
0: Kylie? Is Is it Kylie? And you did nail that one. Well, you mentioned it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: you know, Mr. Hammond
0: Yep, yeah, Mr. Hammond hired Richard Kiley To voice the interactive CD-ROM experience For Jurassic Park And in fact, the reason he's in the script for the film Is because he's in the book As the person that was hired to voice the tour And so they went out and they got him To voice the thing And the read, do you know why he's the voice in the book? Or like, what because would what, what would have made their, him be cho- get chosen?
1: Close their eyes and hear his voice.
0: Starting in 1985, he was narrating National Geographic specials. Ugh.
1: Right, so he would have been a trusted voice of yep. sciencey
2: things.
0: And he is; they still use his recording at Universal Parks Jurassic Park River Adventures. <laughs> uh, but he died in 1999. Oh yeah, last quick fact: I uh, mom had asked. During the filming, and I said I'd get to it, the voice of Mr. DNA, the animated what? strand yeah. of DNA. Yeah. Now, if you were Steven Spielberg and you had to hire someone to be the voice of an, an- a 2D animated character, who would you hire?
1: Well, you wouldn't do the. If, v- if possible. You wouldn't get the voice of Bugs Bunny. Of course
0: you would. Of
1: course. You no way. Get. Of
0: course you would. You get Greg Burson, who took over for Mel Blank. Oh my goodness! <laughs> of course, you get Bugs Bunny. How
1: did I nail that?
0: I uh,
2: who was who Magoo? That
3: was uh, Mr. Magoo. Yeah. Oh, I think that was also Mel Blanc, wasn't oh, it? Po- oh, Mel Blanc was
0: everybody. He was everybody. Yeah, but
3: yeah, as
0: <laughs> uh, according to this list here, he took over for Dawes, Butler, and Mel Blanc. I uh, as early as 1995, he was in Carrot Blanca. Which was a sh- Looney Tunes short Shown before a couple of feature films So that got him to a pretty big release there But he's also been in a lot of things uh, The list of things that he's do- that he is in Looney Tunes is Bugs, Daffy, Porky, Tweety, Sylvester, Elmer, Foot, Yosemite, Sam, Marvin, Tasmanian Devil Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzalez, Foghorn, Leghorn Oh, that, he's also Yogi Bear It was kind of a Foghorn, <laughs> Leghorn voice Mhm. Sort of went
3: that direction. Yeah, because Yogi
0: Bear was Dawes Butler, mm. and he took over for him too. So when Yogi, wow. when the new Yogi Bear show happened, he took over as Yogi Bear. So yeah, no, this is the guy who does the voices. That's an interesting. <laughs> little,
3: so as other actors go in this program, I found it interesting that when I was looking up the cast, Rip Lee Walker got credit. Yeah. Well, was uncredited on the on the film credits, but yeah. uh, as Raptor Number One.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs> the raptor noises were made with a, a somewhat combination of animal noises and sometimes people noises. Yeah. So, this one, we there's probably a full length feature documentary about the making of the movie. We'd be here all day if you let me nerd out about. And, and there was the a lot produced about technical them, how production. they did sound. Yeah. Uh, I did promise to not mention too much of Jeff Goldblum.
1: Hey, yeah. I have to tell you something. Okay. I think I've turned a corner on Jeff Goldblum. I think that this was... He didn't seem like he was overacting.
0: I mean, there was the times where he's just going, Ha-ha,
2: ha-ha, no, I, ha-ha. No, pardon me, but I... Uh, Jeff Goldblum, was he the guy...
0: It was the guy without a shirt on at the end of the movie. He talks he, he was the mathematician. Yeah. The chaos... chaos
1: The chaos theory guy. He <laughs> yeah. wore black clothing...
2: Yeah. Okay,
3: okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, I would make comment about his role though, because I read the book after I saw the film, and the way the character was written in the book, he did a really accurate
0: portrayal. In fact, the casting director agreed with you. Yeah. As she read the book, and then said, "Oh, yes, Jeff Goldblum."
3: It was. It was a great role mm-hmm. for him from the standpoint of how he was written.
0: Also. Trying out for the role, famous thespian James Carey. Well,
1: that would have been
0: that would have been a that much been different, different that would have been a much different movie.
1: No, no, I don't
3: think. That <laughs> like that.
2: people are talking, I don't think I read this book. I thought I had, hmm? yeah, but I, I don't remember these.
3: Well, it's in your details. collection. Yeah, uh, you know what? I think it wasn't in your collection. I'm just. I I'm, bought it in Colorado. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Ariana Richards, the who played Lex Murphy, the yeah. hacker girl. Was hired because of screaming. In fact, she said when she was called to the casting office, they just asked her to scream. That was her audition. Yeah. And basically the reason why she got hired was Steven Spielberg took some of the audition tapes home and was playing them on his TV. And his wife ran into the room after her scream and wanted to know if the kids were okay. Huh. Like she was the most believable. Well, We're going to die. Scream. Because, because.
1: <laughs> That's a testimonial. Yeah,
3: right
0: there. I kind of want to find my one favorite dinosaur noise thing. Uh, it was the trice. It was the sick Triceratops. I mm. uh, is cows near where he works at Skywalker Ranch combined with him breathing into a cardboard tube <laughs> <laughs> because it's going.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I,
1: uh...
0: Yep, it's the they have a lot. They have basically the anatomy of all of the different sound effects here, and they are ridiculous, well, ridiculously ridiculous. Yeah, uh, sound-wise, the other fact we want to talk about, since this is uh, related to what it won for, is Spielberg financed an up-and-coming sound, like theater sound company. Such to make sure that the sound for this movie would hit properly in theaters. Now, of course, this was a good investment because once you have a company that's good for theater Mm -hmm. sound, you're going to keep making money off of them. Right. Right. But it was interesting that this is the one where he said, no, 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 no. We need them woofers to jump because you did.
1: We want want that subwoofer rumbling.
0: Yeah. And they did a good job on pacing.
1: I think so. I think it was... uh... Yeah, well, I mean, we just watched the piano last night, which has a lot of
0: slow parts. Well,
1: no, it's just it's time for you to think and to anticipate and to be and to let you feel the anxiety. Where sometimes this is, it's more of a that modern sensibility where uh, films sometimes got to get them done in an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, so then they they move at such a rapid clip that I'm just constantly experiencing things. Uh, Because they're presented to me visually instead of me thinking, wondering what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, One of the things that's nice about this one also is that it didn't show us the dinosaur, the scary dinosaurs fully until it was time for them to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. And yet we didn't feel like we were missing out. I don't, I, because back to my good example of when they remade King Kong and King Kong doesn't show up for the first half of the movie. And the movie isn't about King Kong for the first half of the movie. This movie is about dinosaurs and how it's possible for them to destroy you. And we don't see them until it's time for them to destroy us. So they're, they're allowed to be sort of Schrodinger's dinosaur. Either they're scary or they're not.
1: Well, and, but that gives us time to perhaps make our own decisions. Yeah. We're not sure if this park is a good idea or not.
0: And that's a genie they can never put back in the bottle. Like the f- mm. When they redid Jurassic Park... One of the first major things they have is a guy standing in a pen with three velociraptors giving them, like, hand signals that they're obeying. Like, the, one of the first major things you see in that movie is dinosaurs being not scary. That's weird. And to make sure the dinosaurs appear scary, they have to invent a new dinosaur. Spoilers for a movie Mom's never going to see. Right. They have to invent a new dinosaur that can communicate telepathically with other dinosaurs and force them to be scary. No, really. (laughs) That's
1: a dumb idea for a movie.
0: Yeah, they've run out of dinosaurs. They had to make new ones.
2: (laughs) First time I heard that uh, they had actually found physical evidence that dinosaurs were communicating with each other some ways. Yeah. I thought, oh, what's next?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, are we on to what it won for, I think? Yeah. Okay, step one. Forgot to open it. Scroll, 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 well, scroll, scroll.
1: Sound editing and... Best
0: sound recording is what we're going to call it. So this one is specifically... This one's going to be like the sound mixing and adding it to the screen versus sound effects, which is the actual creation of the sounds. Okay. So one for both. And first we're on sound recording. So the sounds were competently, definitely very well mixed into the film mm-hmm. and needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I uh, luckily our first extra is sound effects, mm-hmm. so we can move neatly into where the dinosaur sounds sufficiently dinosaur-like. I'm not Who knows? that Who old. Knows? <laughs> oh, Dan. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But it won for both. So yeah, it's the kind of thing that you didn't really have. You didn't. You could never pretend to have contact. Uh, some this movie was partially inspired by Godzilla movies, unsurprisingly. And Godzilla makes noises, but you have no point of reference for what Godzilla, what you think Godzilla should sound like,
1: except for a Godzilla movie.
0: Except for Godzilla movies, but people might have an idea of what a T Rex should sound like. Why? Because we, you see them in books, you get an idea. You've had because a
1: books well, have know, sound?
0: No, because you get an, you get an idea in your head already <laughs> oh, because you've gosh. seen it because you've seen them before. You get an idea of, like it's a big thing. It should make a big loud noise. You know, you get some mm-hmm. ideas in your head and. Like well, no,
2: conversely, you know what it shouldn't sound like.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the dinosaur opened his mouth, and went Meh, <laughs> we probably would have had a bad time. And you know, they probably they maybe could have toned it down a little bit and still won the award, but they went so full they force. Go home. Yeah. Yep. Next one, cinematography. How do we feel about the setting and the I uh, set dressing and stuff like that? Well, I think they I, were,
2: felt, I felt that the rain scenes were. Different than any I'd ever seen.
3: So. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done, but not th- not thoroughly throughout the film. I think there were parts of it that I thought, "Oh, yeah, this is this is really good." But then there were large portions that were just sort of average in yeah. comparison.
0: I thought uh, so. It wasn't nominated. Uh, Schindler's List got cinematography for mm-hmm. like overall like film design of getting it shot, and I think that one. There, well, there was a lot of very specific I scenes think? in that one and set yeah, design uh, stuff. A lot of precision too. Yeah. Anywho, I think this one's fine to not be getting that award. Uh, and best screenplay. What do we think about the words? I think it was okay. It wasn't extraordinary.
1: Sometimes it reminded me of, oh, you know, it's made for the masses. Mm hmm. Oh, this oh, is I a large pile of shit. Mm-hmm. It was,
0: in fact, a big pile of shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: Things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Yeah. Where.
0: It was in fact not even nominated for that either. And give you zero guesses as to what got best screenplay based on material produced previously produced or published. You wish in List. Yep. Uh, piano was the best oh. original screenplay. Mm-hmm. So that was the There's one you watched. What play? The best original screenplay was the piano that they watched previously. Yesterday. Yesterday. Excellent.
2: Now, tell me just as an aside who was in
1: that? Holly Hunter.
2: Okay I, and... I was thinking I've seen that.
3: Yeah. And
1: Sam Neill.
3: What I thought was interesting was Absolutely. having having watched that film yesterday. Was and it's not for this podcast, but you know, it's something we that won awards. Holly Hunter won best actress. The best supporting actress yeah. was the little girl
0: in that film. The second and she was good. The second youngest, I uh, acting Academy Award. She, she was, was eleven. Very good. If if
3: anybody was going to watch that film, you could watch it just for her. Between between those two women, the the young girl and and Holly Hunter, they did such a good job. They were
0: they were really deserved that award. I uh, it does kind of say something that the score was not even nominated because that's kind of weird that a John Williams score doesn't get nominated, even if it's even if it's pretty. This is probably the worst one we've seen so far because well, it only had the one if, theme. A John Williams score
3: got nominated.
0: Oh yeah, but it's not this one. Just not this one. Just not this one. It was Schindler's List. It was
3: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He was a working working. Uh, he was uh, busy. He was busy. One.
0: Yeah. But no, this one not even getting nominated does say something for just how generically just okay this one was compared to the rest of them. And I know Grandpa's not a fan of John Williams most of the time. And I'm a big fan of John Williams most of the time. But... This, there, there this was only, to me, it was only but, one theme mm-hmm.
1: Well, if, yeah. when the guys had put the disc in And they were that waiting w- for us to gather th- that,
0: the, that would happen anyways
1: Right, but sometimes You know when you put the DVD in And it's playing that little snippet of a theme Over and over again Sometimes you don't mind
0: mm-hmm.
1: With this one I told the guys to stop it It was making me crazy
0: uh, Yeah, no, there's not much more to say on this one It's It's <laughs> Jurassic Park I've never seen if you, it. If you want to watch a movie about dinosaurs, this is the one you should watch. And but I then... think it's
1: good to watch with an eye toward the special effects. Oh, definitely.
0: Oh, no. uh, even for its time, the special was, effects in here are really good.
1: It was way, way ahead, I mean, ahead of its yeah. time.
0: Once you start paying attention, you'll notice that animatronic dinosaurs never walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, they would have scenes where they have to cut away... From the animatronics, so that the CGI dinosaur can walk into shot again. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, the the Velociraptor, it was the only one they really showed its legs when it was mm-hmm. animatronic. But it would have only ever stand. And then mm-hmm. they pe- cut away, and then the next scene, it's CG. And this was also before they had the uh, idea to make CG look real. And I don't mean make it look photorealistic. This is a problem that they had when they did the new the Star Wars movies number 1, 2 and 3 because they did Star Wars 4, 5 and 6 with a Yoda who was a puppet and it was fine mm-hmm. and everyone was used to it. Mm-hmm. And then in Star Wars 2, which came after Star Wars 5 and 6, for reasons, Yoda was computer generated and it looked better because it wasn't a puppet, but people didn't like it. Right. So mm-hmm. in they did Star Wars 7, 8 and 9 which were after these for reasons they made Yoda a puppet again and everyone was okay with it when they did the tv show where they had a baby Yoda he's a puppet most of the time but sometimes he isn't when he isn't they make the computer thing move like it's a puppet so that it's not that it would of course it would look better if it's
3: you know Slower. cg if it's mm-hmm.
0: smoother but it's consistent. And it would have it's something that they just weren't wouldn't have been thinking about. Mm-hmm. But if the CG dinosaurs moved just a little, you know, blocky, just a little bit clunky, mm-hmm. it would make it look like they never switched. Sure. And I think it would have been a smoother smoother movie watching experience if not a more realistic one.
1: But for people like me that I wasn't paying attention to the cutaways. No, 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 no. no. It seems seamless to me. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the that's the magic of movies. Yeah.
0: And that means that they did a good enough job that mm-hmm. you're not sitting here going, Wait, right. I can see the guy's hand because their puppet mm-hmm. stops at yeah, the wrist. It's, it's not distracting. <laughs> that, it that, that's right. from Star Wars Episode 5, where a guy's <laughs> arm is on screen.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, any other thoughts on this one?
1: Patrick, do you get some random...
0: Yeah, you had your random
3: trivia? Um, no, I thought the the... Raptor right number one that got credit was kind of
0: right here. I do still like that there's dinosaur supervisor in the credits because if he had done his job, this movie wouldn't have happened.
1: Well, if he'd wrangled him.
0: You just wrangle the dinosaurs. You had one job. Supervise <laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I have uh, nothing else.
2: Somebody's got to wrangle
0: the horses. Yep. Yeah, That's
1: right. We want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.